this is Tomikaze, and I'm back. Oh well, <laughs> back with uh, uh, the ninth episode of Voices, and I have Joanna here, who's um, who's actually leaving us to for San Diego. But I'm so happy to have her as a guest here uh, because uh, I would have to say some of I'll always remember Joanna, and we can get into this uh, a little later in the show. Uh, with that said, I'm going to ask Joanna to describe herself um, as a cartoon character. Uh, so, I think that um, if I if I were if I could be described in any way as a cartoon character, I think the 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 one that I think is most like me would be Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers, uh, because. Um, I think as like, her personality is, we're the same. We're always like I'm. Al- I'm always singing. I'm home and I sing to my cat about what he did during the day. Um, and uh, then again, the humor, like the type of humor that Bob's Burgers, um, those writers have, like it's exactly my style too. So I feel like it hits me on a lot of levels. I think personality-wise, I'm just like Linda, and then I just love the humor there in Bob's Burgers. So it's like a whole kind of package. That is awesome. Um... I can relate to Bob's Burgers because uh, we did a cheeseburger, that cheeseburger in paradise song. Oh, really? <laughs> you did that for karaoke? Or, oh. <laughs> yeah. We did it for, we did it uh, dressed up as uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh. <laughs> so. I'm so sorry I missed that. I would have loved to have seen that. Well, and the funny thing is, is that uh, like a lot of our team, some of my teammates really loved like Bob's Burgers. Uh, uh, yeah. This was on This was on Sass Pistols. This was on Sass Pistols. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a while ago. So, Joanna, um, how did you get into karaoke? So, um, so I, uh, I am an audiologist, and I was at work one day, and um, we were kind of wrapping things up for the day, and. Uh, we have a tendency uh, some of the girls that I work with and I to um, sing um, sing little songs and stuff around the office um, if we have something in our head um, and uh, we were we were kind of you know getting ready to go at the end of the day and I had my phone out and I accidentally started playing um, the song um, Black Street's No Diggity um, it started playing on my phone. I don't even know how it happened. It just started playing, and then we were all in our in my office and kind of dancing, and um, that led to me singing um, or rapping in front of a lot of my office mates and uh, some some of the my colleagues that I'm friends with, as well as some of them that I'm not super close with, ended up finding out that I um, uh, I like to sing and one of them is a a speech language pathologist and she came over and she said you know do you know that they do karaoke competitively in the city Uh, I've been here for about three years I had no idea Um, and I uh, she told me the name of one of the leagues I went home I I looked it up immediately and um, the next that was in August and in September I was I was I was starting uh, 
with, on Zach and Katie's uh, on in Perry's team. Yeah, so I, um, I as soon as I found out about it, I just had to be a part of it, and then that kind of led into the costume karaoke and um, and, and all the all the other stuff that, that's around it. Yeah, that was the first. I, I had done karaoke before just for fun in bars, um, and of course my friends knew that I liked it. So if we were ever out somewhere where they were having karaoke someone would sign me up for it or you know um so that was always that's been around for a while but um as far as on a regular basis yeah last that was 2016 so last two years that's awesome um so yeah speaking of competitive karaoke had um so when i left for missouri in 2014 i had heard about it and when I came back, I definitely was like, um, I'm definitely, de- I looked it up, I'm like, if this is still around, I'm definitely doing this. Uh, on the other note about work and karaoke, I always have a, like, um, sometimes I have a hard time, like, um, sharing, a, sharing um, exactly that topic uh, of a kara- karaoke, um, because... Actually, I don't really have that hard of a time sharing that, that topic, but but uh, the most memorable one was uh, was that uh, was that like a at like a meeting, and uh, it happened to be like we were in Gaithersburg, Maryland, and the bar isn't open anymore, but uh, they, they were having like the re- like the reception kind of thing uh, yeah. afterwards. I didn't know they had karaoke, and I had actually lived in Gaithersburg. And uh, this was like on my return back, so I was like, "Oh, I'm like to have karaoke," and I got like I didn't. It wasn't even my song. Like uh, basically, I was in the crowd, and and uh, some of the people from the conference were like, "Like I'm like singing along with like you, know, like songs that that you just know because yeah, yeah. everybody else like uh, having been in a karaoke league, you're like, oh, I know." Mo- I know Marvin Gaye. Yeah, like, ain't no how enough. <laughs> and I'm singing it, and they're like, "How do you know this song? And are you with our group?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, that that actually reminds me of um the the first time I ever did karaoke competitively. I was in grad school. I was working part time for a um a pharmaceutical company, and there's a lot of people in that company and they all there's a lot of Asian people in the company they all really love to do karaoke and they at some point um, we would have these we would have parties like work parties um, and except it was a private run organization so they had a lot more parties than like I ever had in the federal government and um, they would uh, they have like a nice dinner or something and then they started doing these little karaoke competitions and what uh, what I heard about it well you know we were going to the Christmas um, dinner and one of my friends said oh you know they do a karaoke competition and last year so-and-so won a flat screen TV and I was like they give out prizes so like so I of course signed up and the only song that I um, that I could think of to do was Pinball Wizard. Oh. And, <laughs> and we, we weren't allowed to do the whole thing, but there yeah. was like um, uh, the first minute or something like that. And I could just tell that the guy that they had running karaoke there had probably been there a million times. 
and I think it was the first time that anyone had ever gotten up and had ever done anything by The Who. So he was like, and he was clearly a huge, um, like he was, he was like calling me like um, Jimmy Page, or something. <laughs> and um, he was like making like all, he was like kept like was so excited that I was doing the song, and um, when I. Uh, I got up there, I did my little minute or whatever, and then they did, uh, they had little, like, you voted at the end, people clapped for you, and I ended up winning, and this is how long ago this was, I won an iPod Touch. <laughs> when That was when the iPod Touch first came out, pre-iPhone, and um, uh, that was the... Uh, that was the first time like that I'd actually done anything I want and then I felt like I felt like I was like my karaoke-ness was like validated because I had just <laughs> I had won something from it so it was like I'm a real like <laughs> it's almost like getting paid to do it <laughs> forgot about that no that's awesome because uh I I love the who actually um uh, uh one of the first records a records as an LP vinyl um, that I bought was Who's Tommy? Oh, yeah. Because um, nice my, my name's Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, uh, yeah. I did, yeah, so it's definitely one of those things where, where yeah, it's amazing what um, music can bring. So, Joanna, what are some of your musical influences? So, uh, I think for, for karaoke, um, some of my, the songs that are my favorites to sing, they're always going to be musicals. I love singing musicals. I can really get my heart behind it. But um, com well, competitively or even sometimes, you know, if you're, if you're singing karaoke, you do want to enjoy yourself. But there's also like some part of it where you want the people that are there to enjoy it as well. And the girl that gets up and sings My Fair Lady every time, you know, the, that's not really, like, it, it, it's something that can get old. So, I, with the competitive karaoke, um, uh, I started trying to branch out a little bit more. Um, and uh, I know, I think I answered this differently the first time, but I, um, I think that, like, I will go through, like, little phases where I'll get really into um, certain types of music um, or certain artists and or I'll discover a new artist and then be like oh this person's awesome like I, and then I'll incorporate that into um, uh, into something that I'm doing for you know for karaoke like I uh, with Erica Badu like I, I had no idea who she was I heard that one song that's Tyrone song and then I loved it and I couldn't wait I was like I gotta do this for karaoke because it's like it's such an awesome song um, so that was like I mean she was influential in that way like and then I I heard one song that I really liked I really wanted to do it again but um, also uh, we had talked about like The Who and I um, really lo I loved The Who for a really long time I loved The Who's Tommy and that was how I started getting into do it like I, when I did Pinball Wizard, it was because at the time I was listening to a lot of The Who, and um, then you find a song that's like maybe kind of in your range, and you're like, oh, I could really do this at karaoke. Um, and it, it's not that like every time I get up, I sing a song from The Who, or every song, I, every time I get up, I do it some musical. But I, I just you go through some period where you're like. I, 
for a small period of time highly influenced by a, a certain genre or a certain artist yeah. or I mean I'm I, for like the last like or for a couple of months like it um, costume I just I was like I only want to do songs from Hedwig and the Angry Inch <laughs> I like love Hedwig and um, and Kenny has has their music so like I uh, it, I think it also it's also influenced by what's available because um, you know a lot of places don't have um, they don't have a lot of things so then you have to adapt your repertoire for what's available at the time um, so uh, and whenever when everything's available, then it's awesome. And then, and then in like situations like costume, where no one else is ever going to have headwigs. So like, of <laughs> course, I've got to take advantage of that while I'm there. So you're never, I'm never going to be able to sing, you know, wig in a box ever again. <laughs> only Kenny has that music. But. Uh, when I heard you sing that song the first time, I was like, I'm definitely going to do this at some point, and. And I'm gonna think of jo- Joanna. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm like, it's just like, it's awesome. Um, you'd be happy to know that uh, at Costume Karaoke uh, this last Sunday, I was there, and then we followed it up with uh, more karaoke. But I think we were there from like five to to close to like eleven at night, and uh, I got like twenty songs. I did five Les Miserables songs. None of which I had ever had done this year. <laughs> so, like, uh, what was that? For example, um, uh, a heart full of love. <laughs> so, so just oh absolutely, so just absolutely, absolute craziness. So, I mean, it's in the book. I mean, I'm, I'm a. Why aren't you gonna do it? If I mean, exactly, yeah. when, are, when else are you going to get that opportunity? Yeah. Um, and I've. I've had that thought a lot of times uh, doing compar- c- competitive karaoke, um, and where you really you really want to do a song, and then you find out that they don't have it, or yeah. that they don't have the lyrics, or that there's something. So yeah, when you see it, when you see it there, it's got to be done. Yeah. I mean, then it's just a lonely song if you <laughs> if you've never no. done it. No. So, like, um, I've had a, actually a really. I mean, like, um, vocally, it might not have been, like, um, it was a lot of experimenting. Uh, my voice is all right right now, but um, it's been a very happy week of karaoke because I got to, I got to, um, I got to do, um, I got to do two Muse songs that are cover songs. So I got to do Feeling Good by, in the style of Muse. And I got to do uh, "Can't Take My Eyes Off of You" in the style of Muse. You see that kind of stuff. Like, not everybody has that. that um, those songs. You're like, you absolutely have to do it, especially if you love Muse. So I, I love Muse, and that I uh, maybe milk it a little bit too much, is in uh, maybe a little bit, maybe too emo. But, but you know, it's karaoke. I do, I do whatever I want to do. <laughs> yeah. So at this. So, uh, other, so what would be uh, one of your most memorable moments from karaoke? Um, well, I, I'm thinking about, I, I love the, I, I think one of the, I, I'm a, like, fair singer. Um, I very rarely, for whatever reason, have, in my 
compet in the competitive part of it. With Kenny, sometimes I, I choose, um, like with costume, um, I, I think I've, I've tended to choose things that were more in my, like, legit vocal range where I can sing them, I can sing them really well. Um, and uh, uh, back to sing, singing songs that are available, Kenny has Urine Town and my favorite song to sing and I'll never get this opportunity again without without costume is to sing Privilege to Pee uh, in Urine Town because it is, it is my favorite, it's my favorite song to sing. It's like a, one, uh, it's like a lot of belting and you can scream in it and it works but I, um, but for me, I think the uh, the most memorable things um, have involved like like the costumes that I've made because I will often get an idea, and for me, the performance, the exciting things about the performance itself is fun too. But um, it's also fun to sing songs that are outside of your range. Like if you're singing a song that a man sings, I'm not going to sound great with it, so I've got to make up for it by maybe like having like a really cool costume and um, I've made some really exciting costumes I was um, my first karaoke song ever uh, at, with uh, competitively with pitches was um, uh, Pinball Wizard again so it was a Who yeah. song um, and I dressed like Gandalf like a rock and roll <laughs> Gandalf um, and I had a I made like a giant white beard and I got in trouble because of the glitter and um, because I didn't I smashed my guitar in the great who style um, on the stage and the glitter went everywhere and it was totally accidental but uh, I think after that I was anyway I almost banned from TK but, um, but uh, the costumes I think are my favorite and I think the I had the most fun, um, the most fun and like enjoyed it the most and on stage it was the funnest, the most fun for me to do was when I did, um, uh, I was, I, I dressed like Gaston and I sang uh, Gaston and um, I loved that outfit because I like really put my heart and soul into giving myself like stuffing my chest and giving myself a huge chest and then I thought it would be funny to give myself like a huge ass and then I just the the, the best part about that night for me um, was I got to rip my shirt open and I had sewn a huge hairy chest to my like to a shirt underneath my shirt and um, that is still uh, I all my friends came for that because uh they like I had been talking about this forever. <laughs> Help me with the costume. Uh, besides that, the the other costume, the other one of the most memorable events around karaoke for me, I was. This was towards the end of my first season. I hadn't really gotten out of my shell yet, and uh, my team had told me like they. We weren't going to make it to finals. We really could do whatever we want. They were like, let's get some of the new people, me, in there to like do play during playoffs. Um, and uh, I had this idea that I wanted to dress like Mrs. Doubtfire. And um, one of my teammates was like, I, I, had a, I was going to do Man in the Mirror. But then someone was like, no, you should do... Um, 
the Shania Twain song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, <laughs> dressed like Mrs. Doubtfire. But uh, the I will never forget uh, my when I told my friend about my idea. She's like, I, I really want to help you make this costume. And that was... So we went, we went to the thrift store and um, all the effort we put in into me buying the thing that looks the most like an old woman. <laughs> and then we, I bought this white, like, little frilly-laced collar uh, white shirt. And um, we, living in Northeast D.C., went outside with her Yankee candle um, to burn holes out of the boobs <laughs> so that I could have. And we were sitting on the we were sitting on the curb lighting lighting this clothes on fire and we just imagined like the police going by oh and like rolling the window down and being like how's your night ladies <laughs> So I think like the, the performances are memorable. They're, you know, they're great. But they don't, you know, and you don't always get a performance that like you, you always think like I could have done this differently or maybe this. Uh, but um, all of the the journey to get there. I mean, that's really has been the most memorable. Putting all this stuff together and the um, talking about it with my friends and and kind of the build up to it. I think is yeah, is, the, is the best part. Yeah. So, I don't think uh, Joanna was giving herself enough credit for her voice, <laughs> um, because uh, she's absolutely amazing. Um, uh, I, think, uh, I think the most impressive thing that I had ever really seen was, we were just like at Mackey's the one time, um, and uh, it was right before the musical battle last summer, and you were like just like practicing musical songs. I think you did like six musical songs in one night. It was awesome. I was like, I was like, oh my god, like this is unbelievable. Uh, and and frankly, like I I prior to like two years probably two years ago, I had never sung never sung any musical songs like um, for karaoke. I yeah, you know, like I sung you know like. Uh, Les Miserables by myself, walking home, <laughs> but not, not like, uh, not in, uh, not in a, uh, like, uh, not with an audience, yeah, so, yeah. so, like, uh, and, uh, singing musicals, I think that there's a level of, of, um, a play character, and, uh, in general, for most cases, I actually have to think about actually singing, <laughs> as in not, not, um, uh, not just, uh, feel something, yeah. as in, well, you have to feel the music, too, but, but, uh, I think, when I try to do Les Miserables or Phantom, it's usually more, more. Um, if I'm not doing a falsetto, it's usually um, I'm ha- I have to think about singing, and it's actually more of of my natural voice, <laughs> which is. And uh, luckily for me, I can uh, project through that voice, so that 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 works pretty well. But um, so like usually when I think about musicals and the way I see you do it, it's just absolutely awesome and. Uh, uh, and whenever you're a costume and, <laughs> and your, your musical uh, numbers are just excellent. Uh, I love seeing you get up there with Charles Lasky. Oh, yeah. oh my God, the two of you are absolutely amazing. I think there's a song about a rabbit, and it's just uh, absolutely oh, yeah. amazing. Uh, can you elaborate this, on this rabbit song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
so that's another uh, costume uh, exclusive. I've, I've never been anywhere where they've had urine town songs. Most people don't even know what urine town is. It was a really great musical. It came around that is starring Hunter Foster, who is Sutton Foster's brother. Um, Sutton Foster, of course, was in Thoroughly Modern Millie. Now she's like had a, a just skews of success. Um, ever, ever since her like big break, but um, her brother is also was also in a lot of musicals, and she was in Thoroughly Modern M Millie doing like this really just like fantastic, very traditionally Broadway show with the tap dancing and with the um, you know the big Broadway names in it, plus this new rising star and across town and this theater that was. On, on Broadway, it was a Broadway show, but in a, in a theater that was literally falling apart. A theater, a theater where they had to close the show because the theater was falling apart <laughs> is where they were doing You're in Town, um, which is not You're in Town. It is, it is urine, and it is about like a, a, a town that... Um, it, it's got some really great... Like, some, there's some really great like political satire like strewn throughout it but um, it is a, a musical about a town whose water supply is so restricted that ev absolutely everything they do is regulated and uh, you are only allowed to um, to use the restroom if you um, are paid for it you pay for it and they have a great song called privilege to pee which is about needing to uh, you don't get to pee just because you have to um, it's a privilege, and if you can't pay for it, um, and if you if you break a law, the uh, the law is the ultimate punishment, which is you are sent to urine town, and no one knows what urine town is. You don't find out until the end of the musical uh, what um, what urine town actually is, uh, and then of course you've got you've got your you know like space balls, right? Like the people <laughs> that are like government officials who are regulating everything and they don't worry about they don't worry about what they're um, like what they're wasting or what they're doing and um, they've got their own water supply and they've got everything and um, uh, anyway so it's a, it's a really great musical Kenny has all the music to it and uh, one of the songs is uh, sung by the I guess the evil villain um, Mr. Cladwell in Urine Town and he has a song called don't be the bunny and he sings it <laughs> so of course Mr. Cladwell is like your big like kind of like big business like he he runs everything in the town and he's like very he's very he's like daddy Warbucks gone bad he's like got a lot of money as his cute little daughter um, who just wants everyone to be happy um, and then she finds out how terrible her father is she's kind of grown up um, uh, very wealthy and has no idea what's going on in the town and then she falls in love with Bobby Strong who is uh, um, he's like on the poor end he's running uh, one of the um, the public restrooms or he's helping to run one of the public restrooms and uh, uh, the, the moment that Hope realizes that her dad is, is, is not as good as she thought he was is when he sings the song called Don't Be the Bunny, where um, it's all about like uh, stepping on other people, 
uh, he's telling her, don't, don't be the bunny, be the, you know, you, you've got to be the one that, like, um, kind of, you got to get your own way, you got to push other people around to get on top. So, yeah, Charles loves that song, <laughs> um, and uh, he plays Mr. Cladwell, and um, I always play Hope and use the pigtails to try and get as cutesy as possible, but yeah. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, so, uh, I mean, we're going to really miss you. I mean, uh, is the musical numbers that that you sing at costume are just like it's just absolutely amazing uh, in that they're they're wonderful to hear and uh, you do it with such energy and uh, charisma that like we're like we don't know where this is from but this is awesome this is usually usually our response I mean uh, I, this is yeah we're definitely looking forward to having you come back and visit yeah. Okay. And now we're turning to the last part of our show here. Um, uh, Joanna is going to share with us uh, a bit of knowledge that um, that uh, a lot of us might not know. So this is going to be excellent. So I I think um, Tom had had brought up when we first uh, sat down um, maybe me talking about the musicals that I'm familiar with and um, as it does I, I guess I, I have taken it for granted um, as I, I've spent my entire life just in love with musicals and um, I forget sometimes that uh, it, it's definitely a genre that's not uh, I don't want to say underappreciated but it's um, it's not one that a lot of folks really know um, very well. So um, what I've composed and want to share with you is a list of musicals that um, you, you might not know, but you probably want to consider. Um, and I've tried to keep all of the big, really big names out of them, out of this list. Uh, so um, ha Hamilton's not on here. It, it's, Hamilton's got a great place. Uh, you know, Book of Mormon, they're all, they're Phantom, they're great musicals, um, but I wanted to keep keep it small on the musicals that are a little underappreciated. They're not the ones, well, I don't think they're the ones that have won a ton of awards, but um, anyway, they're uh, things that probably the common person may not even, some of them may not even realize that they're musicals, but they are. Um, and uh, they're probably written by people that you and I listen to on the radio. You're probably written by, um, you know, uh, people that you didn't know that they wrote a musical. So, um, and I think the, uh, if I can go ahead and get started, um, the first one I have on the list is, uh, it's called Here Lies Love. It is a musical written by David Byrne uh, from the Talking Heads and um, and uh, Fat Boy Slim, and uh, it is a true life story about the first lady, uh, a first lady of the Philippines, and um, her kind of her story. Uh, she's very she's beauty queen, very glamorous. Um, she had the. Uh, 
very long history. Um, it's got fantastic music in it. Um, it's so good. It is. Uh, it's starring um, uh, Ruthie. Oh gosh, um, Broadway actress. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember what her name is. I shouldn't look it up right now. But um, she uh, is very wonderful Broadway actress that uh, personally has had a lot of tragedy in the last year, um, but she was in this musical, um, and she's she's fantastic. She was also, I think she she was also in the revival of the, um, was it The King and I? Um, I think they, when they did the revival recently, she was in it. Anyway, she's, um, I, I hope I'm saying that right, but anyway, she's fantastic, um, and if you want to check it out, uh, one of the songs that you may enjoy uh, it's called Child of the Philippines uh, it's really good, it's very catchy um, other songs, I brought up Hedwig already, um, Hedwig is one of my absolute favorite shows um, it is the story of a um, a as a, 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 a person that goes through a sex change operation for someone that they love um, it fails miserably and um, she's uh, she's left deformed she moves to the United States uh, she falls in love with a rock star um, uh, well at, at the time he's just a boy and um, uh, they write all this really great music together and uh, he takes all the music and steals it from her um, and uh, it blows up and no one knows that the, the real artist, the, the person behind all this music is actually um, this very, very um, amazing but very destroyed individual. Um, and uh, the interesting thing about that musical is that the writer, who if you've ever seen Hedwig, um, they made a movie about it. Um, uh, they made a movie uh, of the show. Um, like they do often now, and um, he wrote that uh, it's it's that story started out as a, an autobiography. Um, he is he is um, he's a gay man. He was raised uh, under a very strictly religious family by his father, who was uh, I think in the military um, and. He started writing this story about himself, um, and he was the rock star. He was the one that went on, and um, he was going to. The story was going to be about him, um, and he included in the story a neighbor that he had, uh, a neighbor that he had that was a, um, a prostitute, but she also did a lot of babysitting. Uh, so he used to be babysat or. or there used to be a babysitter in the town that was this very uh, uh, scantily clad woman. Um, and uh, while he was developing it, he was getting some feedback from from other folks that were saying that they were much more interested in, <laughs> in the woman in the story um, who was supposed to be a prostitute. So he, um, he kind of morphed it into a story about himself he plays Hedwig. Originally, he was supposed to play Johnny Gnosis, or Tommy Gnosis, um, who is the rock star. But uh, if you watch the movie, they're played by uh, a bunch of different people. But if, if you see the show, um, Hedwig uh, plays like everyone. Uh, so there's not very many characters in there. It's pretty much just Hedwig. Uh, uh, just Hedwig and the actor that plays him. Um, so uh, that is a 
fantastic. You you listen to the music and you you forget a lot of it. It's it's very punk rock. If you really like punk rock, it's like um, uh, you know it's straight up punk. Um, oh, it's fantastic, uh, fantastic show. Um, uh, Glenn Hansard. Uh, is a he's an artist. Um, he's written a musical called Once. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Once. They they made a stage show out of it. Um, it was a movie. Uh, I feel like it got it, it was made slightly famous because um, it was nominated for Academy an Academy Award back in two thousand and three maybe and. Um, uh, I think John Stewart. Someone was hosting the Academy Awards that year, and they they forgot to announce the, the, the they were actually the, they won. Uh, Glenn Hansard and Marquetta Irglova they they were in um, they, they've got their own side projects. Um, they were in this swell season together. Glenn Hansard has his own solo stuff. He was also in a group called The Frames, um, but they uh, the two of them were in a relationship for a while. And they. Um, but they, they have this like huge, uh, you know, very elaborate history. That there, there's this musical that, that came out from, from their work together, collaboration together, and um, that's another show. It doesn't sound like a musical. It's not a lot of tap dancing. It's um, just about two people that um, they, they meet once. Um, they have a very, uh, very brief, important relationship. Very like it's completely non-sexual but um they and they decide to keep it that way um and they're just like they have this one moment together and that's what the 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 musicals around it they're they, they each um she it's like she, it's like one of those things like she's got a lot of the lyrics and he's got a lot of the music and they kind of combined it and they, they that's what the move that's what the musical is about them putting together their music and recording it um that's fantastic. Um, there is Once on This Island. Um, oh, for, as far as Once goes, uh, everyone knows Falling Slowly. That's like the big song that came out of it. There's another song that they sing called Gold, um, which is actually one of the only songs that's not sang by Perketa Irglova or um, Glenna Hansard. It's fantastic. It's very short. Uh, oh, Hedwig, Origin of Love. Um, you're in town. I talked about it a couple times. Uh, I already kind of went into it, what it was about, but that's a fantastic musical. Any song you listen to, it's all great. They're all very catchy. They're funny. Uh, they're sometimes even like sad, but in a funny way. Um, uh, the show itself is very silly, but with some really deep and uh, relevant uh, uh, themes. Um, Privilege to Pee is my favorite song to sing. There's also a ton of other other songs. Great romantic number. Um, there's uh, another musical that is one of my favorites. It was on Broadway recently. In fact, I think it might still be on. They, they did a revival. It's called Once on This Island. It is the story of... Um, it's the story of... Uh, the original story of The Little Mermaid. Uh, so it's... Just like any Hans Christian, Hans Christian Andersen, yeah, that wrote it, I think. Um, just like any story, Disney completely ruins it. They make it so sweet and, and innocent, but this story is very sad. 
just how I like my musicals, very sad and dark. Um, and uh, it, it is indeed about a girl that falls in love with a boy. Um, uh, and she is a peasant, and he is, uh, um, is rich, and uh, she saves his life, and she nurses him back to health. And in return, uh, he um, spends a few days in bed with her, essentially, but then ultimately chooses the person he was betrothed to, um, but makes the very ridiculous offer of saying, well, you can always stick around, um, and I will keep you on the side. Uh, and she, of course, doesn't want anything to do with that, but, um, and she's heartbroken. Um, and it's a, it's, a very, it's a very sad story. It doesn't end happy, so brace yourself. But it is so, the music in it is so good. Um, uh, the Human Heart is, or Human Heart is one of the songs that's in that musical that's fantastic. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, another one of those um, traditionally or predominantly African-American casts. Um, it's, uh, they, they reset it today. Um, the revival takes place, I think, in Haiti. Um, but it's, fan it's fantastic. Um, I have, oh, um, a couple other musicals, uh, Chess. So uh, we, you had mentioned Mamma Mia. Uh, everyone knows Ava and their Mamma Mia. Um, some of the, not all of the um, uh, Ava members are wrote this song, but a couple of them did. Um, and it is a, a a musical about it's chess. It's a it's a musical that involves. The KGB. It involves, you know, it involves Russia. Everything over a chess game. Um, it's a, it's a rock opera. Um, it, they, they had a version on PBS that was starring Adina Menzel and um, Josh Groban. They play the two leading characters, uh, Adam Pas Adam Pascal. I think maybe he just did it on something. It, there. It's a really great show. Um, if you can check out the PBS version, I don't think I think that's probably the best way to see it. Um, it's it's fantastic. Um, and then there was another one one more musical that I'm gonna bring up is a musical called Bat Boy. Bat Boy never made it to Broadway. It was off Broadway, but Bat Boy is a fantastic musical. Uh, it is about a um, a family that finds a, a bat boy in a cave. They live in West Virginia. They, found, they find this, half, this child that's half child, half bat, and they, uh, they take him in and try and raise him as his own. The town is very small-minded. There's some cows that are dying, and all of the cows dying get blamed on bat boy. And um, it's another one that's kind of like you're in town in that it's very silly. They sing about a lot of silly things. There's a lot of silly characters. But then at the core of it all um, are some really, really, like, really deep themes. Um, and uh, on top of that, the musical is fantastic. Uh, one of the songs, it's called Comfort and Joy. It's Act 1 season finale. Uh, so Act 1 se uh, season finale. Act 1 finale. Um, and uh, it's just fantastic. Uh, you can't even believe like the character that plays um, Ed, uh, Edgar, which is the bat. 
child. Um, he just is uh, just so fantastic. The, the, um, I used to know the actor's voice, but I, I can't think of it right now. He is, he's a, just a fantastic actor, a fantastic singer, um, and it's a, a show that if you ever... You don't have to like a show just because it's on. It's made it all the way to Broadway. Um, there's a lot of um, a lot of shows out there that, for whatever reason, don't get on Broadway. They hit off Broadway. Uh, Here Lies Love is one of them. Um, Hedwig eventually came to Broadway, but wasn't always there. Um, uh, and and that boy. Uh, uh, they're they're all shows that are just fantastic. Um, and for. Uh, Political or financial reasons, we're never able to make it big, but um, they're they're really great. Yeah. So you can find those. Um... They're all on. I mean, they're all on. They're all on Amazon. It's like a plug for Amazon. <laughs> but um, no, they're all they're all on Amazon. If you have like the Amazon Prime membership, um, with the, that includes the music, it's all on there. But uh, you can find them anywhere. Um, I. If you if you can't find it, I'll burn you a copy. I've got I've got all of them. <laughs> well, uh, no, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, like uh, I'm going to re-listen to this and and uh, hunt down the songs myself. I mean, this is this is uh, I'm so happy that you shared this with us because you know I mean uh, I actually like uh, kind of like still there's times that I feel like um, I have a certain certain um certain certain number of musicals I always go back to and I want to explore more and I uh I actually really like um performance art like uh just like uh even stage act like uh but when whenever there's music involved that just makes it so yeah. much I, I I love music so it's it's very I'm a I'm a I'm very easy to please for example uh as uh, you know, Sean Logue. Um, so for improv, like uh, I'm a total sucker for musical improv. Whenever oh, people yeah. just start singing, I'm just like, oh, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> uh, so, so like, uh, actually, Sean and I are actually well. Sean and I and Sephira, yeah. um, we're actually and uh, a few other uh, Julian Cardello. And Carlac, uh, and you don't know Carlac, and uh, I don't believe you know Jermaine Trice, but we're actually kind of pursuing musical improv projects. So um, it's one of those things where, where uh, I know that you're close friends with Safira, so yeah. it's been really fun uh, working with them. And uh, I'm a total sucker for, for like you give me an opportunity to sing, I'm absolutely, I'm a, totally like on board. I'm like, uh, I mean, uh, imp- improv's a uh, obviously, I'm still very new to this improv thing, but uh, and it's hard. Uh, but uh, you know, when I uh, get to sing, you know, it's it's different in the way that you know, like uh, I have the mentality of uh, a karaoke singer, as in the show must go on. I don't care what you're gonna do. I'm just gonna keep singing. So uh, you know, just make up lyrics and just <laughs> just keep going, kind of thing. Uh, but. But it is it is a lot of fun. Uh, uh, with that said, I will also, unless it's with a team that specifically, I'm like, okay, I know you you know I sing and and uh, 
I know you sing. I would never just spring it on somebody. And I would I, I would never use it as a crutch like that. It's, I think that that would be unfair to put somebody in the spot. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. I mean, it, could, it would certainly be like intimidating to be in a position yeah. like that. It, improv is, is really hard anyway. And I've, the iMusical, I, I went to see that. Yeah. With, um, a couple, I guess it was like maybe two years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, that is just like, it's something that takes. Improv in, in general takes a certain finesse, and uh, I mean a talent. It, it, but it really, like, I, no one is, is just good at it. Uh, you really takes a lot of practice, and then the musical aspect of it, being able to kind of sing and like uh, that part was. It was really fun. To, it was really amazing to see, even if you didn't think what they were doing was funny. It's just you're watching these people like. <laughs> How do they all know the words? But yeah, they, I mean that is—it's uh, a really intense experience, um, and it can—I'm uh, sure it can be done really terribly, but it can also be done like really well. Yeah, amazing to think that you people can actually do that and pull it off. So luckily, I've been um, like uh, working with Sean. Sean had been uh, Sean and Julian both were on. Um, on a musical improv team for the last year, so that they've been, uh, and also Carlac and uh, Jermaine, so so they kind of ha- like uh, have a, an idea of a format. So it, they've been kind of sh- kind of showing me things here and there. So it's uh it's fun. Uh, it, it there are definitely like, practice times like uh, you know after our, we did a a musical improv thing uh, for karaoke, um, not. Well, we did karaoke improv at. So basically, we'd improv a scene and then play a track, any tr- random track um, that uh, we had a set list, but we didn't know what order they were going to be in. So, like, um, the music would go and we'd just make up the words. <laughs> and, like, it would be a mono scene. So, like, one scene would work in the next scene. Uh, it went really well. Uh, so, all of that was actually all made up on the spot. But. Um, we did practice. Practice makes a huge difference in that um, if you know at least the set list of like songs that could possibly be there, you know the song well enough in structure. Yeah. So that, oh, this song, um, this verse only lasts this long. So all those sentences have to fit in this scheme kind of thing. So in that sense, we knew that. But like um, in practicing, you find out what doesn't work too. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is important. It's really important to to uh, be able to to um, to like know what doesn't work, and it's it's uh, it's fun. Oh, with that said, I believe iMusical is actually playing at the Kennedy Center for a free show up one of these Fridays. Oh really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw it. Um, I guess I saw it at was it Washington Improv Theater, right? Yeah. Is it up on Fourteenth? Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean that was. Um, that was nice. It was like a small venue, yeah. but um, yeah, it, it was. I think the tickets were still twenty bucks. So if they're playing a free show, like you definitely yeah. like hit that up. Yeah. It's. I mean, it was. It was fantastic. And I think you, there's a lot to say. Like I think um, sometimes people get the idea either with with karaoke with improv that um, you don't. Uh, you have to just be good at it, and that it's like just a. a like some kind of gift and you're just going to be good at it and you never have to practice um, and I um, 
uh, and, and that maybe even not practicing and being good at it makes you better, you know? But I think um, I, I did a fair amount of improv when I was um, in my, you know, when you're into arts when you're yeah. 12, that's what you do. You go to improv classes. And um, uh, it was one of those things where, you know, you, you learn there's a structure to it. Yeah. It does make sense. It's not a mismatch. It's very well thought out. Yeah. And you could even say the same thing about the um, karaoke, especially the performance karaoke that goes on in the city. Because, you know, I, you can, uh, while everyone might not have enough time to really rehearse over and over again although there are plenty people plenty of people in um, in in karaoke that do practice a whole lot um, and certainly that makes it better but um, uh, most of the time you are finding that all of this stuff takes a lot of planning it it is a cra it is something that's crafted it's not like we don't just show up and pull it off um, it takes a lot of time and thought yeah, I would definitely agree with that statement in that um, uh, they, there's certain songs I get away with because it's just in a certain style. They like, uh, you, you can over-amplify a certain style and it works for you, but um, uh, there are certain songs I will, will keep working on because I, I feel it should do a lot better and it just um, isn't coming off right. So one of the ones that I'm working on is like uh, Sugar by Maroon 5. So I actually like, have sung a lot of Maroon 5 and and uh, a lot of it works pretty well. But uh, Sugar is actually pretty hard in that um, like, I always feel that it should be a better. Um, you know, and, and you know, there are songs I will definitely work on just because I feel it should be better. Uh, but I... Uh, uh, but then there's other songs that are just stylistically you have pretty pretty well down like uh, Feel by Franz Ferdinand's pretty decent right now so like most of those songs and uh, Follow Boy I don't have to practice as much oh yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, and certainly and certainly you know I, I think this area has really transformed what karaoke is yeah. um, in, and you're always gonna you just want to have fun with it I mean yeah. of course like there's just gonna be like the things where you get up and sing and you don't need to practice but um, and, and that has its merit as yeah. well and, and definitely you know its place and but um, there there's also the part of it that um, for when you're competing or yeah. um, or even like at, at costume when, when there's just people there and there's more yeah. The stakes are higher. Sure. Like um, there is something to be said about someone that can like when you get up on stage, oh, yeah. even if you haven't practiced for that song, it's yeah. practicing being in front of people. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the songs that I think I worked on a lot, two of the songs I worked on a lot prior to this this uh, 500 songs for the year thing yeah. um, was uh, Grace Kelly by Mika. Um, this actually is well not I mean I don't have to say it's actually it is hard <laughs> and uh, Charlie Poof's uh, Marvin Gaye yeah so both of those songs I definitely had to work multiple times on and the Charlie Poof one is still like one I'm always working on because um, going so like there's a certain falsetto range that I'm happy with like uh, it's usually like a Stevie Nicks share range um, if it's high, like uh, Megan Trainor high, yeah. 
I just like have a hard time getting up there, and um, and then going back to a guy's guy voice, it's just it's just really difficult. Yeah. No, I have the same, uh, uh, kind of the same, but the opposite. I, I need to choose songs that are higher, um, and uh, it, and and sometimes it's you know it's really disappointing. It's like I, I love everything in Hedwig, but the only song that I can actually sing in Hedwig and uh, and not completely fall on my face is Wig in a Box because it's sung so much higher than all of the other um, all of the other songs and um, there is definitely like there's definitely that disappointment that comes with being like I love this song but I'm never going to sound good singing it and it doesn't matter how hard I try or I try (laughs) but yeah it's um know it's just that uh part of being like part of feeling good about singing yeah. a song on stage is that you you're hitting the notes <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i would have to say that done 39 killer songs this year at karaoke 39 different ones um and i can tell you that there's certain ones i don't really like singing that much um because um because I'm not doing it well enough. Yeah. So I, I do judge myself too. But, uh, like, uh, there's, like, uh, but, you know, I also know which ones I do well. So, like, uh, Glamorous, um, Indie Rock and Roll, that's one that I do well. And um, actually, a lot of the Christmas songs I do well, which is, like, ridiculous um, because the opportunities of singing a Christmas song is, is not that often. <laughs> but, you know, uh, but uh, I love the Killers, and uh, there's certain songs are are um, the one that I really uh, need a lot of work on. I think is uh, is um, uh, the new song. Uh, what is it? Uh, there's a, definitely songs that require more work, and uh, it's just like kind of we always have songs that we can work on and get better at. Yeah, and it's fun. <laughs> uh, so I. Uh, we're going to end on one other note. We hope that Joanna will come and visit us, perhaps for, for our rev- revolutionary uh, exchange. Um, uh, we're planning a, an event that doesn't have a date yet, but it's going to be the Mamma Mia um, karaoke musical. <laughs> so, and I know that uh, Joanna's reaction was quite classic. <laughs> I, I, they're doing a Mamma Mia without me. And I... <laughs> uh, it is the most fun that anyone could ever have at a musical. It's the best. It is the best. Rent was fun, um, but anytime you can get um, you can get a lot of people singing and dancing and having a great time. I mean, it's. I'm so. I'm really hoping I can come back for that. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many. It's first of all, Mamma Mia has become the breakup movie for my friends and I. Anyone that goes through a breakup, just like put Mamma Mia on repeat. There's another. There's three other men out there for you. Um, It's a great. uh, It's such a fun. um, It's such a fun show. I'm so jealous that I can't be a part of that. But yeah, it's. Definitely going to draw a huge crowd. <laughs> and I, like I said before, definitely going to miss uh, Joanna, and uh, always going to be thinking about her as far as like whenever a musical song comes on. I'm like, especially Wig in the Box. Oh my God, it's just like. <laughs> if anyone else so. ever sings that. <laughs> <laughs>
I want to know if anyone else ever sings that song. I'll let you know when I sing it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's been another really fun episode, and, uh, and uh, we'll be in... Well, Joanna and I will keep in touch, and uh, I hope you guys had a lot of um, fun listening to us. And good night.